0: With everything that's been going on lately, our efforts to start a scholarship fund and Coach and Chris's honor has been put on hold. But uh, just please stay tuned for more information on that as it becomes available. In the coming weeks, Coach and I are going to start talking to past swimmers who have been affected by the quarantine and the economic impacts of this. Next week, for example, we're going to have um, Abby Lawrence McKinney on, who owns her own retail business, which the retail business has definitely... Probably been hit the hardest by all of this. And then the following week, we're going to have um, Davin Harp on, who at one time held the 100 butterfly record and is now an elementary school principal. Um, something that we're going to do, which I think is kind of fun, we're going to have Davin on um, with Drew Eatonson, who is currently a senior at Tel City um, and broke Davin's record. But Drew will unfortunately... Uh, most likely have to miss his entire senior track season. So, I think it would be good to get some perspective from both of those individuals as well. Um, but on the c- current uh, conversation that you're about to listen to, Coach and I talked to Ed Walsh, and Ed currently has the 500 free record and is second in 200 free behind Brian Robbins. Coach found Ed during freshman PE, which I find amazing. Is the first time he swam the 500. He went a 6.47. Four years later, he's swimming under five minutes and winning sections. Enjoy the conversation.
1: All right, Coach, I got you? Yep. Ed, you there? Yeah, we're all good. Hey, Coach.
2: Hey, Ed. How you doing, buddy?
3: Doing well. Doing well. Good, finally good. got rain in here in North Carolina.
2: Well, it's good. It started here. <laughs>
3: Well, stay tuned. I think it'll be raining this weekend here.
2: Can't control that.
3: No, no, no. Oh, God.
1: No, I'm stuck in San Diego. It's probably the worst place to be quarantined. (laughs) Yeah, I'll bet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it is hard to stay inside, you know? Like, you don't want to stay inside. You want to get out and do something. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Anyways. Coach, how how are you doing with the whole quarantine thing? Have you uh, got gotten to the store or anything lately?
2: Oh, I mean, not not much. I, you know, kind of rely on Tammy. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm just trying to stay out of the way. And so, so far, it's been all right. I, yeah, I get to the store and, you know, that kind of thing. But I want to go see Chris. That's the only thing. <laughs> but they just yeah. won't let me.
1: Have you Facetimed uh, Facetimed her at all? I did.
2: I did one time because I can't do it on my phone. And and but my when one of my grandsons was here, oh, it's been a week or so ago. They got her on, but yeah. you know she she doesn't. You know she doesn't recognize her. Know anything? So she just kept walking. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so so Ed, how's uh, how's North Carolina? That uh, are you guys in lockdown too?
3: Yeah, it goes into effect tomorrow. So, we'll see. I mean, we were discussing it tonight. You know, is the the rules of it is, seems like it's where we've been already. It's not really too strict. I mean, we're we're still able to get out on – we have a state park over across the street from our house that has a nice lake and a greenway, and, you know, they haven't shut that out and said that you can't get out on that. you are still allowed to go outside and, and exercise, so – Um, And then the restaurants are still doing takeout. Just more non-essential businesses they're going to recommend to close. As far as my job goes, I'm I'm deemed by Homeland Security as essential business, so not too much, you know, out of the ordinary for me as long as as long as people that I see are are still available.
1: Sure. Yeah. So you work for Homeland Security?
3: No, no. I'm just deemed as essential personnel. Uh, oh, okay. I work in industrial water treatment. It's everything that we do supports hospitals, military. So everything critical right now.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I would, I would say that's essential. Now, I'm going and work half the oh, like uh, half the time. I split the hours with another guy, and I mean I'm just pulling staff duty. So answering emails, answering the phone, and and today was pretty dead. It was pretty it was pretty busy for you know the last last five or six days we've been in the office but today was dreadfully slow so boring i didn't know what to do with myself but Uh,
3: i've been looking forward to this all day because same thing it's been a little dead around here today so um (laughs) i'm
1: excited
3: i'm excited to talk to you guys
1: yeah no i'm excited too um i didn't know anything about you except that you uh, held a 500 free record and um I talked to Coach a little bit about you earlier and, and where we should take this conversation. So I'm, I'm excited about it. We got a lot to go over, and of course, I've talked to you, and you mentioned a few things. So you know, let's just kick kick it off. If you don't mind, kind of introducing yourself for everybody that uh, that listens. Although I'm pretty positive everybody knows uh, knows the name Ed Walsh because they've seen it on the record board for like you know 25, 28 years or whatever it is. So 30 years. Thirty years. 30 year, there uh, you go. Thirty yeah.
3: years. Yeah, and the the only reason I'm even touting that is because one of my good friends from high school, Kerry Die, he um he said to me, he he called me a month ago, and he goes, he goes, it's our thirtieth reunion, and he goes, you have to yeah. come back this year because I have not been back to to Tell City. My parents got divorced when my senior year, and both left Tell City, and so they're really. I didn't really have a place to go. Um, my home, you know, home environment we had moved to Cincinnati, and, you know, I was also in college swimming, so that even made it more difficult to make it back. Um, so, but, you know, swam for a coach for four years. He found me in um, PE class. We had originally from North Carolina, and, and my dad was in the furniture industry, and we'd moved around a, a fair amount, and my father... Came to work for Telsey Chair Company when I was in fifth grade. Once I got into high school, um, sitting there doing the PE class, and and coach goes, "Hey, you, um, have you ever swam before? You would, would you want to be on the swim team?" You know, I was not good enough to play football. I was not good enough to play basketball. Um, and you know, I enjoyed playing baseball, but um, you know, I was like, "Hey, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll jump into it." then um graduated went to ball state university and swam there from there made my way back south went to indianapolis cincinnati and I picked up a wife along the way in indiana um took her back <laughs> south with me we have um two amazing daughters they both their birthdays this weekend so versus being out with their friends they're going to celebrate with their parents at home in quarantine <laughs> My oldest is um, a freshman in college and plays soccer in college. And then my youngest decided I want to play soccer, but just for fun. I don't want to go at that level. So that kind of that saves us on the travel because I, I think that soccer travel is just insane how much they travel. <laughs> so, yeah, and I say that I have a good, good buddy that I work with over in, um, in charlotte north carolina that his kids are absolutely stud swimmers and they travel the entire country now and it's mm-hmm. like for meats and i mean it's amazing what it's evolved into thankful that we just had we were able to do our thing and and head up to indianapolis and had such a great facility in, in indiana so you know two kids um two dogs that manage um I manage North Carolina and South Carolina for my company in industrial water treatment and have been with my company now for 17 years, privately owned company, and and so treat me really well. So kind of just a little bit of backstory on me and and kind of where I am currently in life. So fire away, man. Anything anything you want to go with? (laughs)
1: I'll just go a few things. Wow, that's pretty awesome. Coach found you in PE class. So I was going to ask you if you ever swim age group. So I guess apparently, like, you probably you probably just started swimming, maybe summer swimming then after your freshman year?
3: I did after my freshman year. I kind of had a moment the freshman year. You know, I was invested in swimming. I enjoyed it. I was having a good time. And... Like a week or two before sectionals, and coach, I don't even know if I ever told you this. My church youth group at the time took a trip up to Paoli Peaks uh, to go skiing. There was some. It was just a good group, and we had a lot of fun. I was like, "Well, I've never been skiing before. I want to go skiing." So I went skiing. And needless <laughs> to say, going skiing when you've never been skiing before is not a great way to to injure taper. I just bombed it. I bombed sectionals. I I was sitting there. I got out of the pool and I walk over and and I go up to coach. Coach was telling me, "What happened?" And I'm sitting there, I'm like, "Well, where did I lose it? Where did, I, where, did I, where did I I fall apart?" And we're this is the 500. And one of the other guys on the team leans over and goes, "When'd you ever get going?" <laughs> it's <kind of> like, <laughs> Our moment disappointment you know and you know, I made one of those decisions that that cost me dearly and and I was like okay um I'm coming back this is never going to happen to me again and I, I just vowed that I was going to work harder than anybody else and then started summer swimming
1: no coach did do you remember any of that probably not it's well not I a did a long time ago <laughs>
2: I, I didn't remember I think I told you earlier that I thought that the first time Ed swam a five hundred he swam at like six twenty or something like that, just yeah. to give you a barometer oh, of how generous, much coach it was 647. <laughs> well, okay. wow. well, six forty seven was it okay well, well, yeah. I just used that as a barometer you know to show how much he, and i told and I told uh uh Louie that that you know you you hadn't swum before your freshman year, I mean you know you and Brian Robbins were so uh. I mean, you guys were just like each other. It's amazing because he was the same way. He came in as a sophomore uh, and then started swimming in the summers, and he improved a great deal. And then, uh, you know, you came in as a freshman and started swimming. But, uh, you know, like you say, you you made a decision somewhere along the way that uh, you were going to outwork everybody, and that's exactly what you did. Uh, You know, you went after – I think it was Eric. I want to say that that Eric Cleaving uh, had a lot to do with your – uh, improvement because you guys trained together and you went after him like you know I don't know what so I think you two helped each other uh, I, a lot as I recall. Oh yeah,
3: absolutely. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you know I wouldn't have. You know I, I heard Eric's Eric's interview and and he nailed it on the head. You had Brian Robbins holding all those records up on the board. There was you know one person that we were chasing and then you had Jeremy Becker who was a walk on up at Indiana. There was guys before us that you know, that Eric was chasing and then you know, I was sitting there chasing with Eric and chasing Eric at the same time. And there's no doubt. I owe Eric a lot. It was a very very good for both of us, I think, and also a, a, he and I were good friends outside of the pool. I right? wow. so we yeah. just you know, which was fun. And it was nice to have Somebody, you know, it speaks a lot to Eric's character to hear somebody chasing him, and yet he's still hanging out with with them outside of the pool. So, just such a class guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Were you wearing those same red speedos that that we wore in gym class <laughs> when you were in the pool, like the baggy red speedos? <laughs> I don't. I don't even know what we wore in practice. <laughs> uh, no, but I do have a funny
3: story about those those speedos. Um I don't know if you remember this one or not, Coach. Um We got the new speedos with the. They kind of have like the the flame down the middle of them.
2: Yeah, and,
3: um, and we had to raise money to get i I don't know who who said something to me, but I got a burr, and you know it was like they were saying, you know football doesn't have to raise their money to do this, basketball doesn't man <laughs> I had to do some interview project or something for school and I'm like, well, I'm gonna ask Joe Talley about this no. and so I, go, <laughs> I I go into Joe talley's office the athletic director who's and, you know. Larger than life and tell city lore, man, the first question out of my mouth is, why does the swim team have to raise money for their stuff and the football team doesn't? And Joe picks up the the phone and calls coach and says, I got Ed Walsh in my office and this is what he just asked me. And Joe sent me down to coach's office. <laughs> he was like, "What are you thinking?
2: What are you doing? <laughs> Do you know how much he does for us?" <laughs> <laughs>
3: Young
1: and dumb. Yeah, no, I was actually referring to the the red baggy speedos that you had to wear in um in PE class because we were t- we had talking to Dave uh, Goffner last week and he was talking about those red baggy speedos, and I uh, <laughs> <laughs> just. I just remember we're putting those things on, but anyways, we we can move on. That was a good story. So, Ed, I'm just going to go ahead and ask the questions that I'm sure you um, you look you probably heard me ask Eric. I'm going to ask you the same ones I usually ask past swimmers. Um, so, and we can go off on tangents after this. It's no worry. This is just a conversation, so you know we'll, we'll let it go wherever it goes. But uh, the first question, um, Ed. What what do you or did you enjoy most about swimming? I think it's been said said a lot by
3: um, several people. To me, it was my family was going through a hard time, but it allowed me to get into the pool. It would allow me to take out all my frustrations. It gave me a healthy outlet. It was me and the clock. It was not any was not playing time or anything else. It was just me and the clock, and I controlled my fate. And that was practice meets whatever I did. Anytime I got in the pool, I, I just wanted to just destroy it. And it was just a, a healthy healthy outlet at the time for me with everything that was going on with my parents and you know, having been passed over on like junior high basketball and stuff, it was like, it finally helped me find a spot um, to land that, you know, I could just kind of control my own destiny. Getting in the water and being able to, you know, just kind of, you know, when you dive in and you glide in the water and it's just like you're the only one in the pool and just everything just kind of stops and it's just, you know, it's just, it's also a peaceful thing. Too for me so I, I just really enjoyed it
1: yeah that's what a lot of people say too i mean the the ability to just zone out and kind of relax all right second question what characteristic or trait that uh, you feel like you got from growing up in a in the midwest or a small town like Kill city uh do you feel has helped you most in your adult life
3: tough one you know it it, that's a i've thought about that a lot um you know hearing some of these questions and tell city really it's gonna sound i don't know how to exactly phrase it but for the most part for me what i took away from tell city is you know it's just kind of a well-rounded background um i enjoyed the outdoors um Paula Mansfield, you know, is one of the assistant coaches, and I used to love to go see her father-in-law and her husband, Jim, at Mansfield Sporting Goods and, you know, talk fishing, and they taught me the finer finer points of fishing there. And, you know, and some of the outdoors, um, you know, as an Eagle Scout and really got to get out. You know, backpack and do a lot of things. So, just really an appreciation for the outdoors um, that I was able to develop in Southern Indiana. You flip it on its head a little bit too, and on the the social side of it, the the lifelong friendships that there wasn't a lot to do. Um, you know, you could make a lot. Do, you could make a lot to do, but I mean, just going going down and sitting at the pool, your friends would pull up and didn't have cell phones so your friends would find each other cruising Maine and you just end up hanging out at the pool and and talking and it was so you know the friendships that you developed there and there was just an easy way about Tell City to where there was always something something to do in a town that didn't seem like there wasn't a lot to do and you know the appreciation for the outdoors and the lifelong friendships are are really important to me
1: yeah no there's no better uh no better place to get a sense of the outdoors than in the hoosier national forest of Perry county that's for sure (laughs) and then uh but i liked your comment about uh you know going out and and just an easy way about tell city uh going out hanging out with your friends there is stuff to do when There wasn't a lot to do. I mean, if you go back for your 30-year class reunion, the the place hasn't changed a bit. (laughs) So um, it's almost like it stands still in time, you know? But Yeah, I'm
3: looking forward to it. The other thing that I just absolutely love, just like the carriage ends, the frost tops, just the little local Pony Express, just the little local places that were just such you gathering spots and such great food and um just really kind of bonded you you know I still travel to towns you know I, I never look for the chains I'm always looking for the little local place to go eat they always had the best food So, <laughs> yeah you know. yeah
1: no if you go back you'll I'm sure you'll head to the post it's it's, it's new since you've been there but that was that was one of coaches hangouts wasn't it you, oh yeah later in life just, yeah. Just walk down to the post from your house.
2: We could, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> I remember seeing
3: you there. Yeah, the it'll be it'll be fun. To, it'll be fun to go down down memory lane. Um, and you know,
1: it's it's
3: I'm looking forward to it.
1: No, I hope you make it for sure. Third question: If you could go back to your 16, 18 year old self, uh, you know, before. You know, you got married, four bills, kids, any of that stuff. Um, What's one piece of advice or something that you would, you know, give to your younger self?
3: I think, you know, I just go and just tell myself, look, relax. Everything will work out the way it's supposed to work out. So control what you can control and don't sweat the other stuff. Just let it go. Don't carry it around with you.
1: Yeah, it's pretty good advice for today, (laughs) What a lot of people are going through. Yep, Uh, yep,
3: it's, you know, easier
1: said than done. No, for sure. Um, All right, last last question and the hardest one, what's your favorite Beatles song? (laughs)
2: Uh,
3: Oh, there's so many good ones. I actually got to see Paul McCartney um, this past summer. So that was, that was awesome. Um, but I'm going to have to go with um, Hard Day's Night. Nice. I do know that song yeah. too, Coach.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Yeah.
1: Oh, and I learned that that was uh their, the name of their first movie.
2: Their first movie, right? yeah. 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 See, yeah, you, I you know, you know, know. There's, there's culture. they running around and
3: they're running around and hiding in the telephone booths and yeah, no, I that was that has to be my favorite. I mean, Paul McCartney, the Beatles, I mean, I don't think you can go wrong.
2: No, I got yeah. to see him too. It was fantastic.
3: Yeah, I, I I didn't know what to expect and he came out and played for 3 hours and it was done. He came out on stage, he said, "I'm going to play some of my new stuff." And he goes, "You're all going to sit down and you're not going to be too interested." And He goes. Then I'm gonna play the songs you know, and you're all gonna stand up and yell loud. He goes, that's okay too. He goes, I'm Paul McCartney, and I'm gonna play what I want to play.
1: All right, let's go. That's awesome. I think the only legend I've ever really saw in concert was um, Eric Clapton. So
2: Mm.
1: yeah, but that's it. (laughs) So still time still time um, yeah I, I would love to go see him but i don't know if it'll ever happen um all right let's let's get into some of the swimming and first i kind of want to lay out uh lay out where you are in the in the Tel City High School uh swimming top 10 and i got you in the in the 200 free swimming of 14981 right behind Brian Robbins uh less than less than a second behind him or less than two seconds behind him and then i got you uh holding the 500 free record in one fifty two fifty nine. both of those were set in 1990 but i do want to ask um ed i don't see you on here in in any of the strokes so i gotta ask what's your worst stroke
3: oh <laughs> without a doubt backstroke I remember doing a meet, um, in Evansville. I, they, with that particular meet, it was a summer meet. I remember, I think the University of Evansville coach was there and, and um, I think his name was Toby, I think. Um, yeah. but anyway, I remember he had some people swimming and we were all doing IM and we'd come up to, you know, we all were friends and, we all come. You guys were standing together, and we come up, and you guys just made the comment of, "There's three freestylers all doing backstroke on I am. Think they're doing it beautifully, and it's just horrible." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, and it totally was horrible. I mean, it was brutal. I couldn't wait to roll over and get onto the breaststroke. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: yeah. Well, hold on, though, because uh, so I, I did the 200. When I got to college, the best I could pull off in college was a 146. It just had to be six seconds faster to, to place or do anything. So in college, I ended up having to um, figure out how to, to score in another event. So I ended up doing 400 IM. I didn't swim all four years in college, but I ended up doing 400 IM sophomore and junior year in college, so um, they, they got me serviceable in backstroke at that time.
1: Oh, wow. I don't, I mean, I don't have, I it doesn't show the the 200 IM as, as one of the top 10 on here. I don't know where it's at. I'll have to ask somebody to, if they can capture that for me, but maybe may be on the 200 IM. No. I don't
2: I, know. I,
1: I
3: never, I no, the I wouldn't them, let him do anything else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> it was bad, it was bad at the time, and the way the events stacked up, it, it really wouldn't have been helping the team for me to do that. To do that event, plus I think, yeah, I think we had the Dickmans that were. Um, I think the Dickmans were good at at two hundred IM as oh, yeah. well, so so I think they were
1: doing that. Yeah, they're both on the. Uh, well, Andy and Tyler. Dickman are on the hundred breaststrokes. they were probably all good breaststrokers, I'd imagine.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. well, Neil was a heck of a good freestyler too. No, oh, was he? Yeah. To look for him on here. Their uh, parents have I them in the pool early,
3: so they could they they could swim about anything.
2: Yeah, they 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 could they could swim any
1: stroke. I don't see you on the hundred free though. You must have just got on a pace and just been able to hold that pace nonstop. I, I I'm guessing because that's pretty impressive. I, yeah, I couldn't. I,
3: I was just never fast enough. I could go, go forever, but I was just
2: never fast
1: enough. Coach, what do you want to say about, um, Ed?
2: Uh, obviously he's one of the best swimmers we ever had. And, and, uh, I, I just, I remember so many different, uh, different times. Um, you know, the the one thing, like I say, with he and Eric, they just were so competitive against each other, and I think they got each other down to, you know, we went, what what was it, Ed? Was it your sophomore year or was it your junior year? We went one, two in the 500. Um, I want to say it was two years in a row, which would have made you a sophomore, right? I think it was sophomore. I think it was
3: sophomore and junior year that we went one, two. Both those years, I think we went one, two. Yeah.
2: One of the one of the uh, most impressive. I can't remember if it was the same meet Ed or not, but it was up at the natatorium. It was senior state. You swam. Uh, it was it was long course meters, and I want to say you swam on like I don't know. It was maybe Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or whatever. But on like Friday night, you might have swam the 800, and you had one hell of a time. I don't remember what it was or anything, but it was a great swim. But you came back the next night in the 400, and I want to say you won the consoles or something, and you swam like a 414 or something in that area. Um But that was just hmm. – I mean, you know, he was just incredible. And, and like I say, you know, as a freshman, he swims a 647 in the 500, and he comes back and, you know, sets our school record. And what did you place in the state that year? Uh You won the consoles somewhere. Did you win it at the high school state? Um. I know I qualified after the first
3: night on trials. I know that I just missed making top eight, and i was yeah. I know I was ninth going into um Saturday, but uh-huh. I don't think I finished ninth. I think I finished back further so okay. I, I qualified in the trial, though so I think ninth.
2: But that that summer meet, I just remember you were just on fire. And like I say, I just, for some reason, four fourteen sticks in my mind. But you know, which is a heck of a time for yeah. four hundred meters. And um, and I want to say that that year, you know, and that's that's against college swimmers and and everything. You just had a, as I recall, you just had a heck of a swim. But anyway, you know, Ed it, it was just that's just the way he was. He just was all business. And like you said, he got in that water and he tore it up. I remember. Uh, didn't we one one of the Christmas breaks uh workouts, didn't we try to do ten thousand yards in two hours? And you did some crazy stuff like I think you yeah. did like ten five hundreds on the six thirty or or a five thirty because you could hold you know, I mean you, you know, for you five twenty was a you know, was an easy swim. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So, I don't know, it was probably five forty five or something like that. But anyway, I just remember you did you know, you did ten five hundreds just to start off after warm up. And then you know, but well, we got. I I think you got ten thousand in in two hours. Yeah, it was something crazy. I think we did like something like ten fives,
3: and then ten two hundreds, and we stair stepped it down.
2: Yeah, we might have done 10, yeah, ten, 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 or something. Or yeah, but. it was like ten, ten, ten,
3: and I was just like I, I was never so happy to to get off of the
2: 500. <laughs> <laughs> But so, and, and and I thought we had a girl. Uh, that was I don't I don't think she did the whole thing with you, but she did part of it with you or something. Yeah, because uh, I had you guys Molly, over Molly, in like Molly. Molly was probably was it Molly? Maybe yeah,
3: Molly was probably there doing it. You know, unless Michelle was home and Michelle was doing it. If it was senior year, no,
2: I don't think Michelle would have you know. done that though freestyle. But um, but yeah, it it probably was Molly because she did the long. You know, she swam the five hundred and stuff. But um, yeah. That's just, yeah, I mean, those was, are the kinds of things I remember. And, and Yeah,
1: yeah that's, I, I just, uh, that's a crazy set. Crazy set. <laughs> it baffled me.
2: Uh, it was
3: it was funny because, you know, I, always, I was always waiting for it. It was like, there's going to be one set that he's going to try and get me on today. And, you know, at that point, Eric was gone. And I was just like, he had graduated. And I was just like, all right. Yeah, you know, the summers it was easier because usually to have the girls there, it gave me something to, to kind of work with. But you know, with without the girls there and and age group, I think Aaron Weatherholt was like in lane two, and and Aaron was not doing anything that long or anything remotely back. Right. That right. Yeah, he
2: was sprinter. So, but you're right. Yeah, you know, we we couldn't have had a girl over Christmas if you know that's because at, at that time the boys and the girls were separate. That's right.
3: So I guess yeah, you were over there by yeah. yourself
2: doing that. And I don't know why I thought it was a girl, but yeah, it was always
3: always fun. I mean, you know, was, <laughs> I always I always <laughs> enjoyed I always enjoyed those sets of where's the mentally challenging one gonna come? You know, I didn't hold back for it. I didn't I didn't wait wait for it, but it was just like I was more mentally trying to prep myself to be ready to go when it came and, and try and dig down and find that extra gear.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. A lot of coaches now like they'll write their workout up on the whiteboard or like, you know, before before practice even starts. Coach never did that, so you didn't know what was coming to the start
2: you know, I did. You know, but I did start doing that later on. You know, I used to I used to print out the workouts and put them on the uh, put them on the deck, and the, and the kids would would have the workouts. You know, of course, that was all. We didn't have that stuff when, when Ed was swimming.
1: Yeah, I remember huddling around the workout, or the girls would huddle around it and try to I don't know. But uh, but anyways, well, I forgot what I was gonna ask. Um, gosh darn it, I can't remember. But, uh, so coach, anything else about Ed? Because I know he, he wanted to bring up a few things that uh,
2: he remembers. Well, he better go ahead. Cause <laughs> I don't know where I'm going.
3: <laughs>
2: you know, well, I'm, I'm telling you I'm what, I'm getting mad. up there. I'm getting up there and the, and the mind just goes. <laughs> well,
3: me too, coach. So I had to write it down. still, I still probably don't have this half right. So, um, I'm going to go with the serious side right now. You know, Coach was there for me when it was a very tough time in in my life. My father really wasn't around. My father never saw me swim in college. Coach did. The atmosphere that he had at practice and challenging us, he kept me on a straight path. But, you know, the other thing that that Coach really did that that cannot be – stressed enough, is just a, a culture around the swim team. We were good friends with the girls' swim team. You know, we competed each, against each other, and there was a lot of talent. You know, Michelle, Courtney Bussey, Sherry Luke. I mean, there was just so many good little swimmers on the girls' side, and then, you know, then we had all the guys. We all got along well, and it was just really a, a very help each other out, culture you know traveling to swim meets I remember traveling with Molly Beth and um, you know and it must have been the summer before my senior year and Eric was done um, and Molly's dad and going up to senior states and and going up there and the Everard with my whole parents situation, you know, I can't thank them enough. They helped put me up at their house over the summers, a couple summers, and um, while I was working at the pool and training and, and fed me. And, I mean, Maggie and Dave, I mean, I, I owe them a world of of thanks because they were just incredible. But you saw that across the board of the swimmer parents rallying around um, the swimmer kids, and that's a credit to you, coach. And what you he helped build, culture-wise, and then two, you know, with the discipline that you instilled in all of us, you made sure that we knew what work ethic and what we need to put forth to get the the max out of ourselves. And everybody would have a PR. I mean, I. When we won the when we won sectionals, I mean everybody was PRing. Everybody got the most. I mean, you know, thank you, thank you, thank you for creating that environment because I think that that led to played a big role in who we all are today and um, you know what we've been able to accomplish.
2: Well, thank you. I you know I've told Louie and you know, everybody's heard it so many times. I had a lot of help, and uh, you know the parents were were so good and so supportive. And you're right, they you know uh, we traveled that way. you know we went uh, you know we, our meets were I was always so proud of our meets and stuff like that. And that's just because they came in and they just took over and they they did their jobs and and it just went seamlessly it seemed like to me and and you know yeah if, if we needed somebody to take somebody somewhere they went and uh, and that started. I tell you what, that started the second year I was there. We went out to Topeka, where I was, where I had coached before. Took a bunch of kids out to Topeka, and you know, half the parents couldn't go or and or didn't go, and but they sent them with other people, and and we put them, you know, we put them up out there with uh, with different families, and we'd slam them to meet out there, and you know, spent oh, I don't know three or four days, and then came back through Kansas City and stopped and and did some stuff, but yeah, uh, you know, the parents were always so wonderful and, and, you know, and and helped so much. And it's just, you know, it it was that way the whole time I was there. So, um, you know, besides you guys being fantastic, uh, you know, the parents were as well.
3: I'll take it, you know, a little bit (laughs) wider direction. Now that culture, you know, it also extended to our rivals. I mean, I can't say that we really bonded with the castle people too much, but the the swimmers that we we swam against at Boomville and and Jasper and you know right. we were friends with them. I mean, I would go camping with those guys and and yeah. hang out with Alan Collins and different guys. So you know, we had a, a healthy respect for our competition. Which which leads to a moment that um, you know I've heard in some of the other other podcasts it might have been Molly and, and Beth I, I can't remember exactly who but um, there was a there was a meet at Vincennes, it was like a summer age group yeah. championship meet and where have we stayed I can't remember the hotel that we
2: stayed oh at. I know but we yeah we that's where they always all stayed. We all stayed there. All the teams stayed there.
3: It was me, Bill Maddox, um, Eric, and Dwayne Bowen, and we all ended up in the same room. And I don't know, I I know we didn't tell you this, uh, but the party ended (laughs) up being in our room that night. And we had swimmers stacked upon swimmers. Everybody was hanging out. Nobody was drinking. We were clean because we all had to be up early and swim the next morning. We had people sitting on top of the dressers and everything else. And <laughs> the legs broke on the dresser. And we're like, Oh no, we're you know, none of our parents are here. You know, coach is like, Don't get in trouble, don't do anything and we start looking at, okay guys, we've gotta fix these dressers. I mean the dressers are all messed up. And that we we figure out I think Dwayne Bowen figured it out that they were screwing uh, legs on the bottom, and we unscrewed one of them and it said Spanish leg on it, and <laughs> so we looked at it and we're like, we unscrewed all the legs off of the off of the dresser and the dressers and got them. The bottom drawer ended up sitting on the floor, but we're like, it was the only thing we could come up with at the time to get out of there without getting in trouble. And it may have hit somebody's credit card still because they noticed it, but (laughs) we thought we were being slick and and nothing was ever said (laughs) to us after. That was, that was one I had to tell um, behind the scenes that we did. Coach, you remember what we would do in the summer if we found, um, Coins on the bottom of the pool. Oh yeah, we saved them. Yeah, we
2: saved them, and we had the
3: donut party, right? Donuts. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, I remember that.
1: that. I remember that.
3: That drove
2: my That drove my wife crazy. She just hated because she didn't want us to eat donuts.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: I know we were in the middle of season, and we were just getting crushed. And, um, and I think it was me, Eric, um, Brian Martolio, and um, maybe Dwayne and Bill. We put together some change, and we came up the night before practice, and <laughs> threw it in. we just we <laughs> threw we threw so much change in because Louis, the practice, you know, I don't know if you remember, you couldn't start practice until you know if there was a quarter on the bottom. Coach yep. was like somebody go in there and get it. And so it's like, we've got to slow the practice down. (laughs) By the time it got done, we had on the diving board, there was just change everywhere. We spent probably 20, 30 minutes grabbing change off the bottom. And here it is. We ended up having like $30 in
2: in money (laughs) just sitting there. It was the best donut party ever that year. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, well, I can remember, you know, before, before, you know, just regular days and stuff like that, but before we started uh, getting it before practice and, and saving it or whatever, we, you know, we'd be doing a set and all of a sudden these little 10-year-olds or whatever would just all of a sudden right in the middle of a deep end, they just, all of a sudden you'd see their feet up in the air and they're diving down because they saw them penny on the bottom or something
0: like that right in the middle of the set
2: <laughs> i just drove me out of my mind i did, you know i'd scream and yell at him don't you stop in the middle of a swim and do they just looked at me like i was nuts so is that
1: why you start had to start collecting the change before practice started yeah
2: oh yeah yeah because otherwise <laughs> i had you guys bobbing down in the middle of a set
1: so ed i remember um I remember coach was in the back. I don't know what you were doing. You were working on the pump or something, but there was like in the, in the back pump room or whatever, there was like a, a pool of water. I don't know if it was like the filtration system
2: or something. Yeah. Right yeah. It was. A, yeah.
1: Yeah. So like one summer um, I was in high school. I was probably a sophomore, but he comes out of there. He's like, Louie, come here. And I get out of the pool and I walk back in the pump room And he's like, I dropped a nut down there. Can you, you think you can go down there and (laughs) (laughs) look for it? And, and Ed, there was, being a water treatment guy, you'll appreciate this. There was hair on top. I mean, it was like a, I mean, it was the nastiest water you'd ever think in your life. There was hair on top. I mean, I'm like, I look at coach and he's like, he's like, I can't ask any of the girls to do this. (laughs) And (laughs) And so I go down. I go down in the in the in the filter water or whatever, and I I just get to the bottom and I touch it with my hand, and it's like black dust just like envelops me, and I'm like I'm not gonna find this thing. I like <laughs> pat around a couple of times, and I just come up and say, Coach, I'm sorry, I can't find it. But uh, anyway,
2: <laughs> oh that tool was in such dis oh it was in such disarray. Coach, when we I took tell over you what. Right.
3: The- yeah, I always used to worry every time you went in there. It was like I waited with like bated breath because didn't you have to go in there and change out the chlorine gas cylinders?
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah, the gla- gas like, cylinders, and they were, and they, and they had just these little uh, copper lines that that hooked up to them, and and you know every every time if you didn't get it just right, it'd just leak, and and uh, you know uh, what Louis talking about was it was because when they built it, they built it to be um, uh, to have the filters in that that area you're talking about, Louie, and then they switched it over to those things outside, the, the you know, the big filters outside, those sand filters. Uh, and yeah, yeah. I remember I remember when uh what's his name? Oh, I forget who had it before me, but I I went oh, okay. I had to go and yeah, it was uh, yeah, but Mr. Will had it when uh when I first came. And then I think um oh, I forget Mike um Oh, I'm. Uh, oh, that makes me so mad. But anyway, uh, I had I, I wound up having to go to Mr. Will to find out what he did, and he had had that thing like eight or ten years before I even you know started working on. It. Anyway, he came down there and showed me that one of the ways that he we, you know it would spring leaks. The filters would just start leaking. You'd look back there and there'd be a shot of water, you know, squirting out, and. Uh, <laughs> He told me he said he just bought a bunch of pencils, sharpened them, and stuck the pencils in the hole, and the pencils would absorb the water. And that's a, so you'd look what you know at the end of the summer when I was there, there'd be about 150 pencils in this, in this filter, <laughs> keeping the water in it. I mean, it was just unbelievable. You know, I mean, we had to take we had to take water tests and send them to the state and all this kind of stuff, and I'm just praying every day they didn't shut us down because. It was unbelievable how bad a shape that place was in. But uh, yeah, you know, we got through every room, year. Room
3: though, I I held
2: my breath every time you went uh, in that, that room I yeah, that like, chlorine room was exciting. yeah, I'd come flying out of there every once in a while, <laughs> <laughs> trying to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that could
3: uh, have been good.
1: That could not have been good for you.
2: No,
3: <laughs>
1: no, not no. at all. Not at all. Pencil in the filter Pencil. system and chlorine yep. gas. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you always—I mean, you always kept that pool. I mean, it looked great. I always thought it looked awesome. You know.
2: Well, it it, it always passed the state test, so I guess we were doing something right. <laughs> Louis,
3: do you ever yeah. have to
1: paint the bottom of the pool before before summer began? No, no, I, uh, I didn't, I never had to do that. And, uh, cause when I, by the time I got into high school, they put a, a, a liner in it. So I believe, yeah, it was a liner. They put a liner in that whole pool. Yeah. Yeah. I remember one summer,
3: I remember, you know, one May, I remember painting the bottom of that
1: and we got in there with
2: rollers the and, and did it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But yeah. it was a great pool. It was a great outdoor pool. I enjoyed it. Yeah, we were very fortunate to have that's something that a lot of communities didn't have. I mean they'd have pools but they wouldn't be fifty meter you know, eight eight lane fifty meter pools. Uh it was great. It was especially especially great after we got the slide out of the middle of it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Well they took the they took the new slide. Well, it wasn't not new anymore, but they took that down. Um, oh, did they? Yeah, last year it was leaking really bad, and the, I think the staircase was falling apart. So, but the, I, I did hear that they're going to try to throw some money into it um, this summer and uh, and take the liner because that liner hasn't been replaced. So they're going to take the liner out, and they've talked about um, I don't know what 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 do you call it the the cement that goes on the outs on the inside gunite cement or something? I don't I don't know what you call it, know. but anyways, they're going to fix the fix the cement issues
2: on the bottom of the pool They they talked about that so we'll see hopefully it happens yeah hopefully yeah because i'll tell you what that's a nice thing to have in that community and the only thing is you know it's expensive but you know what how do you put a money dollar signs or whatever on something that a lot of people can use and it's a good yeah. place you know no. good 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 clean fun and
1: yeah, and it employs high school kids like you know. Right.
2: For cards Ed, and,
1: Ed and I, yeah, Ed oh, and I yeah. worked there. <laughs> so I mean, good summer yeah. job. No,
3: no, that was that was a great great summer job. So. So. But. Go ahead,
1: buddy. No, I was uh, I wasn't really gonna say anything. Um, I mean, you got the great penny dive. You, you emailed me that, so. <laughs> Uh, the, the other so, yeah. one was coach coach such a big
3: music guy you go and and it was everybody you know you're catching radio songs and putting trying to put songs on tape and you know so you go to disc jockey in evansville and, and shoot i was a broke high school kid and i come back and i'm like you know i got this cd single at the time you know they had these little you know, it's a cost-effective thing, you know, like a or $2, and you get, like, a journey. And I had a journey one. And I had <laughs> Don't Stop Believing," and I had another song on there. And then I also had, like, the full... I splurged and... Or I got it from my and my sisters, but I had the full Big Chill CD. And so Coach is like, yeah, throw that Big Chill stuff on there, dub that one for me, and then, then dub the journey one, too. <laughs> and And so... Whenever we went up to Indianapolis in the summer, the windows were down. And I was like, when you got the Astro van, Coach, I thought that we'd have A.C., but we still went windows down all the way up. And so we're cruising,
2: there, we're,
3: we're cruising up the highway, making our way to Indianapolis. And, and he's like, yeah, hey, get, that, get that tape in me. Throw it in there. And, and we're listening. We get through the big chill stuff. And Jeremiah was a bullfrog. And then we roll right in the journey, don't stop believing. I mean, everything is going great. And but Louie, there's only two songs on these little singles that you could get. Mm-hmm. And then the next <laughs> one fires up and it's Open Arms by Journey. Total <laughs> total moose change, everything. And coach just looks at me and he goes, what the heck are you doing? Open arms? <laughs> you want a copy of the CD? That's what was on there.
1: It was, yeah. was the best,
3: though.
1: It was the best. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I remember Coach, I, I remember Coach uh, Scream singing some Journey in the pool, for sure. <laughs> no, I mean, so I don't, I don't really have much in anything else. I'm, I really kind of want to talk. I know we talked to Eric about the uh, the sectional championship, and I think when uh, when we were talking to Eric, we, we we said it was 1988, but Ed Ed corrected me and a few other people. It was actually February 89 sectional championship.
2: Well, it was the 88 89 season. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So, but but uh, I would like to try to get into that a little bit. I know Ed. Ed mentioned some unsung heroes, uh, coach of of that uh, sectional championship. It was uh he mentioned Bill Maddox, Ed Coleman. Oh
2: yeah.
1: Uh, um Brian, how do you say his last name? Martolio. Yeah, Martolio, Martolio and yeah, Greg yeah, Hillgenhold, Dwayne, Dwayne Bolin,
3: Greg Hillgenhold. You, know, you know those guys. Um, you know I think Dale Peter too. I mean yeah, just guys. Guys that guys that don't get enough credit. I mean, because we wouldn't have we wouldn't have we wouldn't have been in that situation if if it wasn't for those guys. Those guys,
2: you know, they were all
3: having great swims, and you know, I had to look up um, the one about Bill. Uh, is like I had to look it up. It was he was given the the Castle Inlo kid. Um, that was in the final coach that he pulled that that swim yeah. out. Um, yeah, and got second on that. That was a heck of a swim. I mean, he—I
2: I didn't remember what what uh, exact place it was, but I just remember he came up a bunch of places. I mean, just 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 crazy. I don't think he was even seated in the top six going in, and then he winds up second or whatever. But yeah, I, I mean, you know, and, and and I saw on there I was looking at that because you you texted me and and you know Dwayne Bowen getting twelfth in the hundred free and. It was that kind of stuff that, that helped, you know, I mean, obviously Castle helped us a lot, but <laughs> by getting disqualified in that medley relay, but, um, yeah, uh, those guys just, you know, every, every time they swam, it just seemed like we just swam out of our, you know, out of our minds. And, uh, it, it was fantastic. I, one of the greatest, uh, memories I have.
3: That's one of two two great swimming memories for me was you know that one I always enjoyed the team stuff and then I had another one in college that was was big,
2: but that yeah. one
3: that one was the first, and they're just awesome
2: i just i'll i'll never forget uh and i and I already said this on i guess when eric was was on the when when you guys in the four hundred free relay, <laughs> I ask you, do you want to win the sectional or do you want to win the four hundred free relay?
3: <laughs> I still I still remember that. And I, I was the expect,
2: and I was expecting you to say, you know, sectional, and you guys went both. <laughs> so, great, <laughs> great. Go out and win the four hundred free relay. But if any of you false start, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> I just didn't want anybody to false start. That was the only thing that would have oh, really man. hurt us. But, yeah, but yeah, we. <laughs> What
1: place did you get in the 400 free relay?
3: I think mean, it you look that second up. or third, we're like third, third, I think.
2: Yeah, yeah. we third. third.
3: Yeah, like, <laughs> Castle. You had Castle, yeah. and then you had Boonville. They had a couple of really good sprinters, and then then we yeah. finished there. So, yeah, you
1: got third in that. Now, one thing I did notice, I wanted to, I want to ask, what event were you talking about, uh, Bill Maddox swimming, that And he moved up so much. 100 um, breaststroke,
2: and the 200 IM. Okay. He, yeah, he swam a really uh, good two hundred. IM.
3: Yeah, yeah. I the, but the hundred breast was later in the meet, so it was like the tension was building, and you know that was just kind of like the the nail in the the coffin for them. When right. He, when he pulled that off.
2: That yeah, pretty well, got, yeah. When he did that, we 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 pretty well had to meet sewn up. If we like, I say, if we didn't get disqualified in the free relay.
1: Yeah, you had Greg Hilgenhold getting fifth. And the 200 IM, and then Bill Maddox got the hundred back
2: one. So, uh, 200 IM. No, I, I was going to say, um Greg. Greg also signed the hundred back and did a really nice job in that.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, we'll see what he can't remember what he did there, but I. Uh, man, where did you get this, uh, Ed?
2: Yeah, I, the, where did you get that?
3: I, I can't reveal my sources. I
2: can't remember. Oh, okay. It, no. <laughs>
3: Actually, I was just like I took a wild shot in the dark because I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember some of the stuff, and I was just like, I me to see if I can find sectional results. And I googled it, and sure enough, it popped up. So really, it had it had yeah. It's it's in a, um, IH, IHSA, um has like the complete seasons for every sport in like this manual of all the results. So mm-hmm. in terms of like the championship results of sectionals and states. So it was, it was fun oh, to go cool. back and find
1: that. Yeah. I'll have to look at that. Up. Maybe post a link on the Facebook page, but yeah, you, you had uh, Greg Hilligan Holy got um, fifth and the hundred pack and then Marion yeah. and Coleman. Is that Ed Coleman? Ed Coleman yeah. Aaron, yeah. 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 Yeah, got seven. But one thing you guys, I did notice on here I didn't see is no two hundred free relay. Were there not? Was there not a two hundred free no. relay back then? Nope. Okay. No. Nope. Nope.
3: They didn't when put that, that what, in till
2: like ninety four, ninety five, something like that. Maybe. Uh, I don't even remember exactly you know, what year. That's
3: one of, yeah, I think that's one of the bad things, you know, because the relays are weighted so heavily on points now. You know, I hate that. That you know, because it really. It diminishes a lot of the individual performance. I, I kind of like yeah. the old school.
1: Yeah. Well, then tell us how you feel about diving, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> no oh, man. No. no, I'm joking. I'm joking. We've already been there. I got. Yeah, we've been there. <laughs> yeah, we've been there. Who
2: Who was? Uh, it was It was us. Then it was Castle. And then I want to say. Uh, like
3: maybe Mount, Mount Vernon, Vernon or yeah yeah, so, and yeah Jasper was, was like 30 points behind. Mount, yeah. Mount Vernon had Jeff Rob and they had, they had yeah. some talent. They were pretty runners. decent. So like Boomville, you know, Boomville had Allen, and you know, I think Paul Altemeyer was gone by then, but they had Ron Willis that was, he was a good sprinter um and then they had like Doug Gresham who was a good breaststroker. So they had they had some right. pretty good talent.
2: But I think we yeah, still then, could beat them, or uh, I think we could beat, I think the only teams that beat us, or not the only team, but the teams that beat us that year were Castle beat us twice, and, and I'm for sure Mount Vernon beat us a couple of times, and Jasper beat us. Um, but, you know, so we came back and, and beat those three teams. So, I mean, it was a heck yeah, of a, like I'm, I say, it was, uh, it was unbelievable. It was just an unbelievable day, weekend or whatever.
1: Listen to the scores. Telf City 179, Castle 176. And Mount Vernon, 175.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, it well, is a like, so you
2: don't think those, you don't think those one two point places made a difference? You know that, that was incredible.
1: Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. Um, Ed, um, one thing I want to touch on. I, I know we've talked about it with some other people, but you went on and swam at uh, Ball State. Um, how do you feel? the tell city uh education system prepares you for college do you feel like you were really well prepared
3: i had great teachers um at tell city i I came out mr richardson i mean he's probably a big inspiration for me going on and getting a chemistry degree um you know mr kramer and and his wife you know calculus english i mean i went through i had a 4.0 through my freshman year so yeah, I I was I was in great great shape with with the education that we had. So yeah, it was I was very well prepared for college.
1: Yeah, no, I I find a lot of people say that, and I find it kind of unique in such a small small town, small community that um, they're still able. I mean, still today, still able to really prepare kids for college. So, um, and how to how did coach get you? How would you say, Coach, got you prepared for swimming in college? <laughs> well prepared. Oh, I would say,
3: I say, I would say it was awesome. I mean, you know, the stuff that we were doing, um, the stuff that we were doing was spot on. I mean, I knew, you know, knowing your stroke count and the different drills, it was, it was all pretty similar. It was a funny, funny story. My freshman year, my my taper didn't go as well as I would have liked, and I just I didn't I swam okay, but my I just didn't feel well in the water. I just felt sluggish, and you know, and I'd been talking to to my coach, and I was just like, you know. All right, I'll do it I'll do it the way you want me to do it and follow it, but I I, I usually feel better with more yards. And he goes, All right, you just try it this year my way and, and I was like and if we weren't arguing, it was just like he was asking for my input at the time and so I did it his way and then then, you know, we got done with conference meet and we're kinda of having exit interviews and he's like, All right, next year you can do it your way and I did it the way Coach used to taper me and, and swam much better. So, um, yeah, Coach Coach had me all dialed in for college. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: No, you, Coach, you guys – you seen a, a number of swimmers at the Ball State. Did you have, like, a connection up there or something? Or, uh... I don't
2: know. I That was just weird. I, You know, Michelle might have been – you know, she was a good one to send up there. And Beth, of course, you know, just – and Ed, just all class people. So, you know, any coach, any coach wants class people, so – I think that's probably one of the more than fun. anything.
3: You know, was Michelle them. was probably yeah, yeah. Michelle was probably the 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 cheerleader for for getting us all up there. You know, and it it helped on my recruiting trip. I was up there when they were making their run for the the NC two A's um, in basketball March Madness when mm-hmm. they made it to the Sweet Sixteen. So that made it that made it pretty fun. I you was know, just like, hey, this place is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Well, I've got two two of my kids graduated from Ball State, so.
3: I can't say enough good things about the school, so.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean,
1: that's pretty much all I wanted to cover, um, for sure, uh, in my notes. But, Ed, do you have anything you wanted to add?
3: No, I, th- I think that we think we covered most of it i mean there's lots i'd like to talk with coach with and you know i'll catch up with him offline um but no um thank you thank you for both your time this evening and and having this call and and revisiting i I absolutely loved it it's been long overdue and you know with with just life life gets busy gets in the way and and you know and certainly could have made time sooner and just apologize that it has taken this long so um I, I thoroughly enjoyed the evening and and thank you both
2: well, yeah, thank you too buddy and i your your picture this morning was really key well I tell you what, you have a beautiful family and uh, that just seems to be uh that seems to be part for the course for you guys you're all you've all done so well I'm really proud of you.
3: Well, thanks, Coach. You raised good kids, and you you had a bunch of us. So I don't know how you did it. I don't know how you did it, but you kept us all – you kept us between the ditches, so thank you.
2: I appreciate it.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, Ed, I've I've told – I can't remember who I said this to before, but um, talking to all us past swimmers is like um, being – being a kid and thinking that your mom or dad's favorite and then once you start talking to everybody all your siblings or whatever years pass you're like man i, I wasn't their favorite they loved everybody else equally you know kind of thing So come
3: on louis we all know michelle was the favorite i mean yeah, come yeah. on Wait. he
2: even said it yeah, yeah. he even yeah. said michelle was special <laughs> well, I will tell you what—if I had to fix somebody, I didn't do too bad, did I? <laughs> no, you didn't,
1: Coach. You didn't. But you're I all, you're
2: all special, egg. and you—you're all special, and you know it. I hope you know it. Yeah, yeah absolutely,
3: yeah. absolutely. Never doubt, Coach. Thanks again. Uh, yeah. You know, thanks, yeah. Ed.
1: I appreciate it. Thanks for coming
3: on, taking the time. All right, Louie, When when you get done and you get through all the interviews, then Coach and I are going to call you and we'll have your interview and I'll run I'll run it and we'll ask the we'll ask the questions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sounds
2: great. <laughs> well, all right, guys.
1: Here. All
3: right, okay.
2: take care. Right. Bye. See you guys. Bye.